0: Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life.
1: So Thanksgiving's around the corner, and it's hard to believe that we've already had the opportunity to sit down with so many great couples and get awesome insight in regards to raising middle schoolers and high schoolers and thinking even about launching our kids into college.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of really good stuff. I think, gosh, what seven or eight uh, different folks. Whether it's couples or right, or even Misty mm-hmm. as a single parent um, getting to sit down. Gosh, God, thinking about it to Misty. Misty was jealous. six months ago, right? You know, um, five months me. ago. So that's crazy. Um, it seems like it was just yesterday, but it's been a while. So
1: yeah, we hope that those of you that are listening have gotten some great tips along the way. We do have the Baileys who we're going to be sitting down with this time. And I got to know Boyd probably, gosh, a long, long time ago when I first moved to Atlanta and was attending First Baptist. And then you had the opportunity of getting to know him
0: through Ministry Ventures. Yeah, I got to know Boyd and Rita, Boyd Moore. When I took on the role at Lighthouse about six years ago, and Boyd worked with us to walk alongside for about the two first two years, mm-hmm. just the transition of coming into Lighthouse and leading Lighthouse and working with me and the board, and just got to know him personally through right. a lot of that time, and then got to spend some time with him and Rita. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done that a little bit on the side. And uh, and they're just a wealth of information. I've gotten so much from Boyd. Boyd, uh, obviously, and many of you may even already be familiar with Boyd's written several books, lots of great devotionals, um, has this great uh, website and uh, kind of ministry set up called Wisdom Hunters. uh, And it's just really all about pulling wisdom out of the Bible. Yeah,
1: he's always been been what I consider like a steady Eddie. Like he is a complete wealth of information. He is a solid man of integrity. Um, He had helped with Crown Ministries years ago and all the financial um, things that came about. That was super instrumental for me when I was single. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been really cool to be able to sit with them now as a couple and to learn about the backside of them and their family dynamic.
0: Yeah. Just a lot of great info. Four girls, I think all married now, and then a bunch of just a huddle of grandkids. That they just love um, spending time with, and they've got several boys in that mm-hmm. grandkid mix, which I think is great. Having raised all girls, right? Um, so it's fun to hear them talk a little bit about that. But just a really cool family, a lot of great wisdom that you guys are going to hear from them. So excited to uh, to jump in and listen and hear what they have to share.
1: Yeah. So take a listen, and we'll catch you on the backside.
0: Well, hey, everybody. We're sitting down with Boyd and Rita Bailey. Uh, Boyd and Rita, welcome to the Hindsight Podcast. We're excited to uh, to learn from you guys. Why don't you first, uh, we've known you guys for a long time, mm-hmm. but many of the folks listening may not know about you. So if you can share a little bit about who you guys are and maybe a little bit about how long you've known each other and just your family.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris and Jan, for allowing us to be here. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to hang out with you guys. You know, Rita's family years ago was a great example for me. I became a Christian in college, and her mom was a great cook, and she was cute. (laughs) And her dad said, if you're going to date my daughter, you have to go to church with us. So that was great preparation for now having four daughters ourselves. So, we've really tried to learn from her family, you know, kind of, if I could use the phrase, best practices, you know, how they've loved mm-hmm. well all these years. But, I don't know, maybe Rita could tell us a little bit about our children, if you want to. we got lots of grandkids now.
3: Yes. We've, we are um, high school sweethearts, wow. so we've been married oh, a yeah. really long time.
2: Yeah, we did not know what we were doing, actually. Yes. How old
3: were you when you got married? 19.
2: Too young. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, she, she opened it up. <laughs>
3: but I'm not going to tell you how long we've been married. So, normal. it, it Okay, so we have four daughters, uh, four sons-in-laws now. Who, who
2: all have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's, that's really good. That's, that's, that's important.
3: Yeah, they that's all important. Love Jesus. Our girls chose yes. well. Um, and we have eight grandchildren, wow. six are boys. Everybody told me boys were different. But yes. I was like, well, of course they are. But I had no idea.
1: Right. Yeah. Full of energy, you're going to have to pad your house.
2: Yes. Because they don't stop. Yeah, mostly, yeah. We had four teenage daughters at the same time. Which I'm Actually, really excited about. Yeah, that'll challenge your prayer life right now. <laughs> right. But we told the girls, marry your best friend, make sure your heart flutters, and make sure they love the Lord more than they love you. There's a lot more to marriage than that, but that was just kind of the beginning. Sure. Kind of filter. I and think.
3: I told him, marry somebody you can follow. Yeah,
0: because that's, that's, a that's great. our job. That's true. So
3: if you can't follow, if that's not somebody you can follow, you don't need to mess with that. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I just think it's so neat, you know, raising four girls and now you've got six grand boys. Yeah. Yes. You, you, you got were. a couple girls. You got a couple grandgirl yes. grandkids yes. that are girls, but so many boys now. Yes. Um, so and I think they, that's they really all love fun. football.
2: Which is a part of the job description. Yeah. That's right. As, as a grandson. Yeah. That's
0: so. great. Well, how much fun is that for you guys? That's really cool.
1: So, all those years you put in Boyd, your tank is now mm. full, right? Yes. You put in the estrogen side of things. Now you can go testosterone.
0: It's Good. overflowing. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. It's
3: just amazing the connection they have with him. No matter what I do, I make their favorite stuff. I hug them and kiss them and snuggle them and have everything that they love in front of them. And they walk in the door saying, Where's Pop?
1: Because they want someone to wrestle yes, with. Yes, they do. <laughs> be a, yeah. They do. There's such a sweet connection. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit. Let's start back. Obviously, we want to focus a little bit on uh, middle school and high school. But what we have found is behind every family, you have to have some funda- foundational things that were in, put into place in order for you to kind of get through those later years. So tell us a little bit about what the younger years look like in your household.
2: Yeah, I, I'll kick us off. I, I think being honest is a big big part of that, um, kind of laying the foundation, honest with what I don't know, because mm-hmm. I always apologize to our oldest daughter Rebecca. <laughs> I said, uh, whatever age you are, I apologize because we've never had one. Because you're the first yeah, <laughs> to right? Yeah, you're we're practicing on you. And so many times going back and saying, I'm sorry, I was impatient. I became angry. Would you forgive me? And mm-hmm. so just mm-hmm. being honest, I think, about what we don't know and, and how we're learning. We're all learning together would be one right. thing I would, yeah. I would mm-hmm. say.
1: How soon after you were married did you start having a family?
3: Rebecca was born three years after we were okay. married. So we were
0: yeah. still Started figuring early. it out. Uh, uh, really yeah. young, yeah. 22,
1: yeah.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. What else? What other foundational principles... Uh, that, uh, that you guys did early on, maybe even, like Jan said, before the middle and high school years it kind of really set the tone for uh, for navigating the the trickier years,
1: mm-hmm. I
3: think family was always really really important and respect. Mm-hmm. So it, you right. needed to respect us, and you yeah. needed to respect your sisters, and you know, learning how to play with their stuff and be respectful with their stuff, and uh, and us respect them. Mm-hmm. And them and respect was just a really really big deal with attitudes and the words and rolling the eyes and you know all that kind of yeah. stuff. We really. Um, made that a big priority, which made us then have to model, you know, that's the hard part and uh, really we had to say we're sorry mm-hmm. a lot and I we did that wrong and I was I was disrespectful to you or to daddy, you know, sometimes Boyd has to say I treated your mom, you know or I was yeah. disrespectful to your daddy and, you know, apologizing in front of everybody mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that's painful after you do that a few times, you kind of try to clean up your act a lot <laughs> <laughs> <You're
2: not right. laughs> I don't like that You know, the other piece that I, I maybe you should go with Same, but I think is important is of course the whole foundation around Scripture Mm -hmm. and you know God's Word and you know it was it was hard at times to figure out when they were younger they would actually act out the Bible stories which was kind of cool because because one of our girls loved being the director and producer of that and you know assigning everybody a character and then as they were older it's like wow how 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 can we organize this everybody's going all these different directions and so we finally. Determined that around the dinner table that we just we would take a proverb and we divide the chapter among the verses among the number of us and they, it was uncanny how many times those verses would apply to actually an issue or their personality yeah. or, or right. encouragement or discipline right. or whatever it might be so. I think the scripture is really important, you know, how God, you know, how when we had God's word in our heart, you know, good things happen. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But even when they were newborns, we had Bible time. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we just so wanted to get that word in them. So we read Bible, we just read verses to a newborn. Then when they got older, they could color during Bible time. They could color something while we read Mm -hmm. verses. And we didn't know what to do. And then after they got older, boy, you know, he would draw a picture uh, on a whiteboard and tell a story. A lot of stick and, uh, people.
2: You know, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody
3: looked the same, but it, you know, it, just, just to try to always, the Bible's important to us and yeah. make sure it happened in our home. Yeah. And then, like you said, when they're teenagers, they're going every which way, but many times, we, many, many, most days, we sat around the dinner table together. Yeah. So before you got up, like, get the Bible out, pass it around. Everybody yeah. read you know, the verses, like boys said, and they would comment on them, and we didn't need to say a thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, they I, were ready to get up. They didn't like it always, but it just, we wasn't there to, you know, it was fine.
0: I think that's great because so many folks, um, you know, want to hear the, okay, what does that mean, right? When you say you incorporate scripture, um, like, how do you do that? And So I think mm-hmm. hearing you guys talk about how you just do it around the table or, uh, or some of the different even things of just reading when they're a baby, coloring, I think those are just great ideas for folks to think through, oh, oh, oh that's what you mean. I can do that. Right. I can mm-hmm. do that.
3: And we ordered, um, you know, so we ordered helps lots of times, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't think of any right now. But there are a lot of um, things out there, de- family devotionals, are, yeah. that are handy and crafty. And you know, we had girls, and they need to be busy, and maybe boys do too. And it was, um, it was make a it fun. high yeah, make it
1: fun. priority. Yeah. Well, I even know with our foster son, he's just turned three, and I will, I've taught him like Proverbs three, five, and six. And you can do it in such a way where, you know, the wording is more appropriate to their age, but the concept is the same. Yes. Yes. And we do little hand signals and he thinks it's so fun, yes. you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, you know, and he's making this big arm movement and it's amazing how quickly they can retain information you give them, which I think is yes. pretty miraculous.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's great. I love hearing that, just the tangible of how someone, what are some examples? So that was, I think, super helpful. Um, talk about um, transitioning, thinking through some of those foundational things, and that gets you now to middle school, high school years. What did the? Uh, and we'll start with with you, Boyd. What did the father daughter relationship look like um, when your girls were growing up through those teenage, through those really critical teenage and high school years? And what are some things that you did, which I think was really a great example of? Like, what are some things you practiced that sure. you did that? That really helps strengthen that relationship, give you influence with them. And then is there anything, too, that you did and you're like, I should not have done that? And maybe you did it with Rebecca and it was one of those apology things, right? And you (laughs) went back and you did it different uh, with the other girls. Uh, But speak into that a little bit. So, yes. So as they
2: were growing up, even when they were younger, we would have a date every every week. So it was pretty simple and inexpensive to start with, you know, Chick-fil-A and yeah and then it grew to Gap and all these other you know, going to the movies or whatever. And so having that weekly date, so with four daughters, that covered the month, right? <laughs> so and then had the date with Rita of course every whatever night of the week, Thursday night. So during the dates um, I think back then we still had pagers maybe or something. So I tried to leave whatever device in the car. Today it would be the phone. Right, right. Leaving the phone, no distraction, hmm. and literally really be present. Yeah. You know, what is it that's important to her? How can I understand better who, her heart, you know, what breaks her heart? What's, how was she hurt recently that I can help her process that pain, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I just missed it, and and Rita would be great at kind of giving me the heads up. Hey, sure, when you go, go out to... tonight. You might want to ask about you yeah. know this relationship or this situation or how you could support her in this study and the, over, on this project she's working on. So I told the girls that I wanted to model for them the type of man that hopefully one day God would lead them to. In marriage, I wanted to be respectful and courteous and honest and you know all those things mm-hmm. that, that that she would want to look for uh, in a husband, and and uh, but but yet yeah, have a lot of fun in the process. Sure, sure. You know, and um, then I would take them on trips with me. We traveled traveled all over the country with Crown Ministries. That was fun, and they loved to travel. So I'd add I'd add a day on the front end, a day on the back end, and. We went to these cool places. Yeah. And very, very, and they're very adventurous. So we're in snowstorms, we're climbing <laughs> mountains. We're, That's cool. I mean, I feel like we could have written a book on all this. Maybe we will one day. <laughs> um, and then here's, I'll give you the one other idea and then let Rita chime in. But so Rita helped me with this idea. I think she heard Dobson talk about it. You know, he used to be the go to
0: mm-hmm.
2: parent guy. And uh, So anyway, the whole idea of the promised necklace with the heart and the key. And so when they turned 13, again, I think on the first one it was 12, and we decided, no, probably 13's better. Anyway, so we, I took them. They could choose any restaurant in Atlanta. I would put on a suit and tie, and we would go out for this dinner. Aww. And I wrote them a poem, and I found the server, and I had this little box with the poem and the necklace in the box. And... So we'd have this conversation over the mill about fortunately Rita had already had the birds and the bees, so I could talk <laughs> I could talk about saving themselves for that special guy yeah. one day, and what that looked like and and that's the you know, the whole reason we've been dating all these years. And so then the server would bring out this gift at the end of the meal and she would open it and it would have the poem, which I'm not a poet, but I would just string together some ideas yeah. from their life that I, you know, that I remembered about them. And then, you know, she would put on the necklace. And then, then la- the last end of that, that, kind of tie the bow on it, at the wedding, on all four girls, when they say who gives the bride, her mother and I, her sisters... And then I would take the key to, because I held the key to their heart mm. until the wedding. And I would put it over in the groom's hand and whisper in his ear, don't screw up. No, I didn't. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would get up and officiate the wedding, which is wow, yeah. how special. Kinda, you know, and I told everyone that story, so we're all crying. And so we did try to be intentional about kind of setting boundaries and expectations, but in a loving, sure. loving, fun way.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. I think those are some great ideas. And um, I love the key thing. That's, wow, super intentional.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was their idea when, when he gave him the key. It was just kind of like, don't forget, you know, we wear this and remember, you know, your, your daddy and, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, and then right before the first one got married, she mm-hmm. came up and said, I want Daddy to give this key to my husband, you know, at the wedding. Wow. And so it still Sweet. meant so wow, much to her. Yeah. That was her idea. Mm-hmm. And then all the other sisters of course wanted to do that, but Yeah.
2: The the other I know the other idea that bubbled up, uh, again, Rita, she's really good at coaching me <laughs> with, uh, some of these in some of these areas. But when some of the girls uh, whoever they might be dating, you know, later on as teenagers, uh, and she would say something like, you know, they're really becoming affectionate or you can tell they really like each other so then I would take the young man to Waffle House
1: wow dun 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 (laughs) yeah yeah. and I would just say
2: you can order whatever you want and then after he ordered I would say what is your game plan to stay pure with my daughter Hmm. and one guy was like I don't feel comfortable talking about that and I'm like, that's the wrong answer. That's not good. That's right. And so I said, you play college football. I said, don't you have a much higher probability of winning your games if you have a game plan? Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, you know, those guys didn't really hang around very long sure. right. because they knew we were interested right, in that.
1: Well, how did the girls respond to that? Well, you know, at Was first— Was that, like, uncomfortable or like, what, Dad, you're really going in? Like, it's one thing maybe to think through, like, junior high or middle school, but— as they're getting to be young adults, I could imagine them being like, whoa.
2: I think they were a little uncomfortable to start mm-hmm. with, but I think they were grateful. I don't know. How would you?
3: Yeah. And then, you know, one daughter moved to another city, and as soon as she met somebody, she was very interested. The first thing she does is call her dad. Hmm. Like, I want you to meet him. So, like, the next day, he was on an airplane, literally. <laughs> and um, And so, you know, there was the pushback, and... And, you know, a lot of times if you had a first date, you know, Boyd, the guy would come over and Boyd would take him to the back porch and or the first time they would go hang out again, they'd go to the back porch, and boy, would just, hey, how you doing? You know, the thing, the dad. And, you know, that kind of gets around. So that kind of weeds out a lot of people. Yeah, that's right. People, it's like, you don't want to date a Bailey girl. <laughs> so
2: you're going to go sit on
3: the back porch with her daddy. Well, so, it's like,
2: girls, you know, these guys are not going to just drive up and honk the horn. Nope. That's not the process. Exactly, You know, now, right. they're so the very first person to date one of our daughters, I'll give you the brief version, he... He, 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 so he drives up with duct tape over his, the driver's side window. First, first time anybody's ever dated. I'm as nervous as he is. Right. Yeah. And so we sit on the back porch, talk about sports, and I'm like, so what's up with the duct tape? <laughs> he said, it wasn't my fault. I, you know, I, I, hit, I hit a telephone pole. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I said, well, tonight I just want you to be very respectful. And careful with my daughter; she's my precious, you know, cargo. And won't you to be home by ten? And so nine thirty, he drove up. And <laughs> so anyway, yeah. it's a process, and yeah. you learn. And I made <coughs> I made plenty of mistakes along the way. <coughs> probably with some of the guys, I was probably a little too, you know, strong. I don't know, but you, you can always loosen up as time passes. And yeah. The, the good thing is they knew I was serious about how much I loved our girls. Right. And and I wanted to love the boys, too, in the same same way.
0: Yeah. I love it. I think that's so important. I think you um, you set the tone. And like you said, Rita, you, you're going to weed out the ones that are they're not confident enough to come and have those conversations or mm-hmm. sit on the porch or go to Waffle House. And if they're not, if they're not have the confidence and they're not, then that's not the guy yeah. that needs to be spending right. time with your daughters.
3: Yeah. They needed a plan if they showed up like, oh, we're. Going? I don't know.
2: Nope. No. <laughs> kind of That's right.
3: <laughs> and you know, our girls didn't like that. It would make them really upset and mad. But our goal was not to make them happy. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> you know? so They're
3: that, that sure was,
2: happy now. That's
1: are. right. <laughs> they are. So now let's switch over to your side. Let's hear about the mother daughter relationship because that can be way awesome or that can be. Uh, depending on all the personalities that you have in the house, yes. that can be challenging as well. So tell us about some of the things that you had to endure.
3: Yes. Well, I do think Boyd, when they're teenagers, was incredibly important to be present, be around, and be involved and, you know, show up. So he, he was really good to rearrange things um, when we kind of got in the teenage years to, to be available mm-hmm. more. but.
2: You, you. Would, one thing you did so well is, you were always. Not maybe not always, but many times late at night, you were mm-hmm. available to have those conversations where I was out, I was asleep. I mean, I know that feeling.
1: Yeah, that we're, was, we're there now. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, that, to me, that was huge mm-hmm. because I don't think they warmed up wanting to talk until 10 p.m. Exactly.
1: But that,
3: yeah, to know yeah. what they need. You know, one daughter will just show up and tell you everything. That there is, so you need a lot of time
1: mm-hmm. but
3: she's going to tell you every detail hmm. and that's wonderful and beautiful and all that then you have another one who, unless you sat really quietly for a really long time, you're not going to hear anything. and if you start asking questions and probing and uh, you're just not going to get it at a certain time in her life right and uh, even now she's you know if you're quiet you'll I'll hear a lot more mm-hmm. if I just let her um, talk when she's ready and Mm -hmm. um just just to know them and who needs what when
2: you know the other practical thing is uh, how much time you spend at their school you know just showing up to volunteer and that was a huge i mean in fact i would just go to school and they'd be like oh you're rita's husband you know (laughs) because you were there all the time
3: i was there and i do think it's very important to know their friends right Mm -hmm. and um Knowing their friends, making sure they were here, you know. And there's just some friends you just know. These are not pulling you in the right direction. Right. So navigating that because you can't say you're not hanging out with them anymore because generally that's exactly who they run to. Exactly, and, yeah. Uh,
2: in fact, just uh, to uh, have- girl, And this lady knocked on the door one Saturday morning, one of the moms, and just said, I understand you have to meet me before... Your daughter can play with my daughter, of course. Yeah. After, what, she had two hours with you? You were like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we there's a like the vetting have- process. I've yeah. learned that with our boys, obviously, because they're first, is that I do like to get to know the parents of the kids that they're hanging out with, because we're going to be spending a lot of time together, Yeah, whether it be in a sport or an activity or a club or whatever, and our paths will be um, crossing. I feel like that's been really helpful. And the kids know that. I'm like, well, I'm going to get to know who you're. You, know, you can't go to someone's house unless I know whose house it is. Yes. And that you know. Absolutely. And we still have that with our high schooler, and now with my daughter just entering middle school. That's the same thing. I said, you know, you have some very nice friends, but those aren't the friends that are going to go the distance. And yes. trying to teach through, um, what are those qualities that make yes. for a long standing friend versus a, a friend of the month? Yeah. Yes.
3: And asking questions like, "What, what do you like? What's your favorite thing about that person?" Yeah, you know, give them just a little bit of time, and they figure it out in there. Right. You know, but yeah. I keep to have our home open and welcoming, and it make I just liked everybody being here, mm-hmm. and you know we just kind of show up ever i mean we're always home, but I mean, like if they're all in the basement, we're in the basement, we're taking snacks, they want to turn off the lights and watch a movie, so I put Christmas lights all around the top. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's right
3: and if you're gonna watch a movie and there's like mixed company, you know. I'll just come down there with you. Won't that be so fun? And,
1: yeah. So. And, and there's no movie tonight. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are like, yeah. let's go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted them here. And we just, yeah, they will go where there's food. Do and, you find that yeah. because you were a home that did that, I mean, we've heard that from several other families. And that's something we love doing, too. We love mm-hmm. having our kids' friends over just because it's they're great kids. And we get to know them. Did you find that there was a core group of kids that loved coming here because you were open to having them? Oh,
3: yes. Yes, absolutely. So even
1: though you had rules and guidelines, you yeah. still became a place where kids loved to come.
3: Yes. And I think their families had the same, right. similar rule. You know, it, yeah. wasn't a st- it wasn't a weird thing for the mm-hmm. ones who were coming. And now when we see them, we're still friends with them. Right. I'm on right. the board yeah. of one of the friends yeah. who came, uh, that has a ministry now. And it's mm-hmm. just, um, Yes. You know, there's people that come in and out, and right. some that need to and move out quicker. Food,
2: yeah. <laughs> and
3: I will tell you, a lot of times when we, we we had one daughter who had a friend that just this was just not working. Every time she was with this friend, it was so negative. It was so mm-hmm. there just wasn't anything good about it. And uh, we started just praying and praying and praying, like how can we help? How can we help? And then her daddy got a job somewhere else, and we were like, oh, well that works. We
1: weren't praying for <laughs> you know her to leave, leave. but she did. Because you don't want to hurt feelings. and You no. don't want to teach them. And sometimes and they're right in your neighborhood. So yes. if it's close by, you don't want to have this negative vibe going on. Yeah. No. But,
3: but things well, naturally happen. Yeah. yeah. So, and now she's great and it's they're still good friends and it's beautiful. But there was just a time that it wasn't working. Sure.
0: Right? Yeah, we've experienced some of that. And, you know, and nobody that's, we've you know had, that's a friend that's like, oh my gosh, this is horrible and we, they can't be a part of their life. But we've identified some friends who are like, yeah, I don't know if it's best that they spend a lot of time with them because there's some negativity and bad decisions. And and drama, especially drama when we, you know, especially with Rena, um, our daughter, there just tends to be girl drama more than there's boy drama. Um, So, yeah, just paying attention to that um, so that we get that. That's Mm -hmm. that's real life um, for us. You know, another
2: version of what we're talking about is helping them grow a heart to serve. And, of course, Lighthouse was a huge part of that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times, what, seven times? Or m- many mm-hmm. times Rita would go down with the girls to serve. You know, one of our daughters interned. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: But I will tell you, serving alongside our children helped us see them.
1: I agree. In a
3: totally different light. Right. I saw strengths and gifts yeah. that yeah. I had never seen mm-hmm. before. I absolutely agree. I was agree. shocked yeah. at my children, and it changed the way. We parented. It changed the way we uh, reacted
1: with them. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> Maybe you saw I a little just... deeper insight to their personality where it may have been a rub before. Now you kind of got them. Like, if, oh, wow, they're really more innately introverted or they're just gifted doing this with young people instead of people their own age or what have you.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's great. You know, we're in the middle of this a little bit right now. Um, Rena is just now entering the middle school years, and, um, and there's, there, there's some tension that happens mm-hmm. in the house, but just between mom and Rena, between Jan and Rena, <laughs> and uh, and it's just different stuff. And it's I, some of it's I think you know it's too late at night and mm-hmm. not enough sleep, and,
1: and we're uh, very
0: much alike. It's and, like and yeah, myself, very similar, <laughs> yeah. um, if I'm honest. Yeah. But can can you can you speak to that a little bit? Did y'all have any tension with? Oh, did yes. you have any tension with any of the girls? And how yes. did you how did you address that? Yes. how did you work through it? And mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so one daughter that we had a lot of struggle with, we reached out and we did get help from a counselor. And the counselor looked at me and said, you need to quit telling her what to do. Her daddy needs to hmm. tell her what to do. Because we uh, I, we, we, were just...
1: Like know, oil and water, just yes. for whatever yeah. reason.
3: Just, yes. Maybe it was parenting myself. You know, I I don't know. But we were just not. Sure. And then we had another daughter who's very compliant. She wouldn't say much, but... If she was ever upset, she'd say, never mind, Mom, you're right. Mm. And then she just kind of cut it off. She'd and stuff be, it. I'm like, well, I like that. You know, <laughs> for a minute. And they're like, okay, we can't do that. <laughs> so, I, you know, we had to go back. And then another a daughter that's just, um, just needed a lot of time to hear her perspective and for her to be heard, if I would mm. take the time, for her to be heard and understand her perspective, oh, my goodness, it changed. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it changed the yeah.
2: relationship. Yes. Wow. And one thing Rita brought, again, to my attention, she's like, you know, you're traveling so much with work, which was wonderful, We're doing a lot of great things, but, you know, we have four teenage girls here now, and I'm just exhausted emotionally, physically. Yeah. I need some help. And, and so what we learned through that is... It's like the mothers nurturing when they're younger is critical, but as they get older, they need their dad's uh, guidance and wisdom and, and um, accountability to learn how to handle their freedom. Yeah. Right? Because it's a, they can take advantage easily take advantage of their mom. And mm-hmm. I mean, we came up with a simple system because I was traveling so much, just to put seven stickers on the calendar for the month. A sticker represented a night being gone, and no more than seven stickers. And then, you know, I would be there the other 24 days, and Rita was like, this is great. We get dad for 24 days. We're sending right. him out, these other seven. Somebody would call, and I'd say, man, I'm sorry. I've got seven stickers for April. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, nobody ever complained. Yeah. And I could do what only I could do mm-hmm. at home, and they were able to adjust on their end. That's so. a great idea. I love that. We'll it's very
1: low-tech.
0: Very yeah. low-tech. You know what? Sometimes we need low-tech. It's right.
1: Well, it's, it's a, I mean, I think there's a huge value in that because I do see where things kind of rear up uh, or things kind of change if Chris is out more frequently. There's just an imbalance, you know, for those of us that have dual parents in the house. I think that that can be really a struggle for kids because they're used to that balance. And so for whatever reason, if it's the mom that's home, I think they want so much, but after days, after days, after, like, we're wore out. You know what I mean? And so even if we're there, we're not able to give them what they need. So that's where the balance, I think, of having the other parent in the house is huge.
3: And another thing, I think I really had so many issues going on in my own life that I didn't understand that I have a lot more right. uh, understanding of now. But there's so much I didn't even know about my own self. So sure. I was doing stupid things like drinking Cokes. And, and <laughs> you know, if I felt <laughs> really bad, I would have chocolate. And I was, that made me feel better for a minute, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so I did a lot of sabotaging things to myself. I didn't practice a lot of self-help. I didn't hmm. understand that that was so important for my family. It felt selfish. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a lot of unhealthy things
0: yeah.
1: In my own life. Yeah. That, you know. Well, when you were a young mom, so you were kind of growing up with your kids. That's right. It
0: was. Yeah, and learning. At the same time, and, and, and learning absolutely. how to
1: be with a husband in your house. It's yeah. still an adjustment. You know what I mean? Even three years into it, yeah. when you started having a family. It's a lot. So yeah. there's a lot of growth that comes yeah. from and and kids. We were in
3: school for the first six years of marriage. Wow. Full-time students. It was crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> well, and Rita mentioned the word selfish. That's a hard word. But even for me, you know, sometimes... With the ego, it, w- it was easier to go to work to lead than to stay home yeah. to lead. The selfish thing—the selfish thing was like, "Well, I'm gonna go to work. I yeah. get I get um, pats on the back and all this. Yeah. And at work, oh, I mean, at home, oh, this is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> Nobody, <Yeah. laughs> nobody's patting me on the back. Of this. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> but yeah.
0: doing what's best for the whole and not just what's best for me you yeah know, was, that's good so. that's good that's I mean, that's just such good stuff okay. well hey that's that's gonna um, wrap up our first episode and then we're going to uh, we're gonna come back with you guys for another episode and we're gonna get into a little bit more of kind of these teenage years with the girls of maybe talking a little bit more about dating and even even before that and into that some of the puberty and just all that stuff how do you navigate that as parents and, uh, and so we're gonna dive into some of that so we'll be back on the next one with you guys
1: I enjoyed getting to sit with those guys for the first episode. You know, you'll, you're definitely seeing some great consistencies of the families that we've spoken to, and I think I've mentioned that in the past, but the foundation is really key, yeah. and I like hearing of the intentionality that boy does as a father, mm-hmm. especially with girls. And then also, you hear a lot about the moms are in the background, even though they're not in the background, they're kind of holding up the fort, and... Really Really, the glue. They're like the glue and also kind of like the quarterback. When you think of a football analogy is having to really kind of lay out where everybody is on the field before they're making the plays.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And just a side note, everybody out there, the fact that my wife just made (laughs) a sports analogy is pretty stinking awesome. So um, high five for my wife.
1: Well, I thought that might appeal, but you think that's the person who's having to... Absolutely. You're huddling everyone up. She was making sure that Boyd was in the mix of what's going on at Mm the when he's out and about and, um, keeping a pulse point on the emotional side of the girls. Because oftentimes if a dad's out traveling or working and depending on the family dynamics, someone you've got to keep a pulse point on the emotional side.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's just good stuff, guys. The, the families that we keep talking to, yes, we're talking a lot about, raising teenagers, but almost all of these folks are talking about things that they were doing with their kids while they're in elementary school and even younger. So even those of you that don't have teenagers yet, there's so much you can be taken from this. So, So I hope you're getting a lot of that. Uh, hey, those of you that are listening and you haven't subscribed, please go out and do so. Whether that's on iTunes or wherever it is that you guys are listening, and then please go out, make a note of it, to go out and rate and review. That helps others to find us. We've got, uh, we've actually picked up a good number of folks that have been listening. I know. And, uh, I'm and, excited. And I, we just love to hear that because one, it's not about us, and it's just about so many different couples. And we're just excited. So many folks are starting to listen and learn, just like we are. Right. Uh, and so uh, the more you guys can go out and rate and review, the more. Folks folks are going to find it and hopefully learn something from all these awesome couples. So please go do that and, uh, and you guys will catch up, uh, catch up with us on the next episode where we have episode two with the Baileys and we pick right up where we left off. So we will see you guys soon.